0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Cosmic Closet Podcast. I am your host Blaine and joining me today is the co-host, we have Jacob. Hello there. And we are also joined by a psychic medium and a paranormal investigator. Uh, We have Maria with us
1: hi guys how are all of you
0: we're doing great we're doing great uh we're excited mm-hmm. for you to be here and um could you just kind of give us maybe a little bit of about how you might have gotten into the field or how you became or how you knew that you were a psychic, <laughs> psychic oh
1: uh gosh um i guess it started when you're a little kid and you think you're a little weirdo um <laughs> because my first my first Experience, I guess, with the paranormal um, was in my grandmother's house a long time ago. Okay. I don't want to age myself, but um, I had a hand grasp over my neck and push me down into the bed. Um, it wasn't choking me, but it was very, um, very clear as it—the whole hand. I'll never, I'll never forget it. I mean, I'm—that was a long time ago, and. Um, at the same time seeing an ex black as ink hand coming up from the side of the bed against the wall and that happened for two nights in a row and absolutely terrified me absolutely terrified me. i didn't tell anybody because i didn't you know your little kid and and i mean it scared me to death it scared me to death and i always felt watched in my grandmother's home and um You know throughout time you you become a teenager and you're into other things other than the paranormal Um, I had always had extremely vivid dreams um, dream people who have passed Um, I can feel in dreams I can smell things in dreams Um, I can see textures I could wake up and name the fabrics that I saw I mean I thought everybody dreamed like this. It was amazing. And, um, Mm. people who have passed would come to me in dreams, but stating that they knew they had passed. So it wasn't like a reflective memory in a dream. It was very much present. And, um, fast forward. Menopause is a beautiful thing because that really catapulted. (laughs) I don't know what in the hell was going on with my hormones, but it catapulted, um, in the whole big umbrella of paranormal um stuff that I could now see um I would smell cigarette smoke so I was always blaming my neighbor for you know I lived in it I rented a townhouse in mm-hmm. Northern Virginia and um it just it just went um it just built from there and then going to per- particular well-known historical places and it just got more intense and more intense and my husband and I bought this home and it was off the charts. And actually I went to a medium because, and I'd never been to one and I'm like, somebody's got to fix whatever's going on in my home. Right. And it just snowballed from there. And I worked with her because she said, lo and behold, you have abilities. And I looked at her like, you are nuts. How bad bad do you need money that you are telling the person you don't know anything about that I have abilities? And she's like, you know, so I worked with her for over a year and fast forward, here I am. So, um, you know, I'm not out to be a million, you know, a millionaire. I'm not out to desperately search for a show on the Travel Channel. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I just <clears throat> am what I am. And um, I fell into the paranormal thing, helping a friend who was having, I mean, crap was going sideways in her house. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it just went from there.
0: So when you're, awesome. when, you, when you're saying you can sense these things, do you physically see it? Or is it only like smells or smells um it,
1: or? it just depends on the energy. Um, uh, I would say for the most part, it's like your mind's eye. It's, um, I don't see them like, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at my desk right now. Um, right. one of the girls on the team, she sees them like, you know, you see the, the mail carrier, um, I will get um, feelings, I will, but I will see them in my mind's eye, yeah, but very, excuse me, very vividly, I'll be able to describe their height, what they're wearing, um, how they're behaving, the whole thing. And it, that, as days go on, that becomes um, more vivid um, as far as being able to describe what I'm seeing. Um, so yeah, that's always exciting when you're going to a small historical location and you say to a docent, hey, who's the seven foot tall, gigantic guy who's breathing down my neck right now?
0: Oh and they're just oh, wow. looking at
1: you like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm describing how he behaves, what his job might have been. And they're like, oh, my God, that used to be the jailer back in blah, blah, blah. It was what? a big dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. This happened at the, the um, Warrington County Jail. That's now their historic little historical society. It's all in the same um, building. And that place was off the chain. A friend (laughs) recommended for me to go. She's like, Oh, see if you pick up anything. So I'm thinking, No big deal. And I'm thinking, I came back and I'm like, Are you out of your mind? (laughs) That place was nuts.
0: Oh, my God.
1: You know, jails back in the day held everything from, you know, petty theft to stark raving lunatics All until right, they yeah. had a place to either put them or do something with them, you know. Oh, God. That's... God, that was exciting, let me tell you.
2: Uh, you years ago, Blaine and I went uh, I guess you could say ghost something. At, at <laughs> a, sure. uh, 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 yeah, at a jail in somewhere nearby. It was kind of Spooky, but yeah, we don't have abilities, so we couldn't really. Sense yeah.
0: they just converted it to a old. It's apartments now, but yeah. It oh, still has it still has the full outside exterior. You can still see the bars on the windows.
1: Oh my goodness! And I'm sure for sensitive people, they pick up something.
0: Oh you, yeah, you no, have we... to
1: because the buildings like that when there's so much range of emotion, they hold that. They hold that. That's why a lot of people investigate hospitals and jails and um sanatoriums and in places that hold such you know just awfulness it's oh right. you know if that's a word um so yeah
2: well, i can only i really a, want to
1: live there though so i just yeah i right. couldn't handle it
0: well a big thing that we kind of have been hearing about is like this idea of like residual energy after mm-hmm. s, you know incidents happen or you know like battles or something like that do you right. believe in that kind of idea most definitely okay.
1: most definitely um you, I can see um, where I live is not far from a noted battlefield in Virginia and there's, you can't throw a rock in Virginia, yeah. you're not in some plantation or a battlefield, but I can, um, in fact, um, the Confederate troops for this particular battle um, came down a road that I can walk to, to get to the back end of this, this battlefield. Well, anyhow, I, I go up there frequently. It's a beautiful place to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is both types of, uh, there's intelligent activity going on and there's residual and residual. You just see them repeatedly doing something over and over. And it seems like they're completely unaware of anything else going on. But then I've been contacted by individuals who are very much aware of my presence. They're aware of my husband with me. Um, they have particular messages they have particular things to show me and and some of it is um can be rather emotional what you know war, war as they say is hell and um you know nobody can say well that was a pleasant experience um right. it, it Just, right. i mean that was hand-to-hand combat this particular um battle and it, it was it went on for i don't know how 21 hours i think it was absolutely gruesome and horrible so um Yeah. So no, no doubt, no doubt. There's both residual and intelligent um, hauntings, if you will, at at battlefields, Hmm. especially. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. So that's why
1: when I I go to a battlefield, I want everybody to be quiet. You know, it's like I'm a Nazi librarian because I connect with these individuals that the common theme with a lot of these people, mostly men, I would have to say due to the time period Mm -hmm. is they feel this lack of respect for the grounds. Um, so many died there. Some of them probably didn't even know, um, that they died. Um, young people, young boys, they're boys there. Um, you know, um, dying horrible deaths. And you've (sighs) got people running around acting like asses at battlefields, like it's some sort of park and it's not. And I just look at it with a different set of eyes. with a whole lot more respect than I guess the average Joe. And I, I don't think people go to a battlefield meaning to be disrespectful and and rude. Mm. But you have to, People have to realize that people are buried there. People lost their <clears throat> lives there. It's, um, you know. Right. But I'll go on a tirade about that. <laughs> but um, you know, I just look at it with different because my my experience is different than the average person, if you will. So no,
0: very true.
2: I wonder how they feel about, like, uh, battle reenactments, and if it, like, well, draws memories or something that's, they're painful.
1: Oh, it would have to stir something. I mean, if you, you know, take your, your you know, an instance for yourself, let's say you were involved in a car accident and, um, there was a fatality. Mm-hmm. And then on a certain day, on the anniversary of that um, horrible um, situation, you've got these people who reenact it.
0: Yeah, that's that would be you I mean, What would you, would what would you
1: think? <laughs> you know, and I, these. I've got a friend, she's on a paranormal team and she does civil war reenactments and she has the utmost respect for these individuals. But I guess it's all on how it's presented yeah. and how people conduct themselves and what is said. And what is done, it's like with anything. So if yeah. it's done with respect and um, dedication and, and a particular positive memorial attitude, then yeah. you know, Reference. I guess it would be okay. Yeah, exactly. But um, you know, I don't know. I've never been to a reenactment. I've seen
0: them on TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: They always happen in the summer, and summers in Virginia are like summers in the Amazon. So. Uh, <laughs> I have no desire to sweat.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and most of the time they're wearing the actual uniforms, so it's, oh my it's god, all hot. the wool. I would
1: die. I would die.
0: <laughs> so in I can't stand heat. These investigations, you mentioned that you can see them more in your brain. You can't physically see them through your eyes, but your brain is your eye. If yeah. you're walking around a house or even on this walk where you saw them, this residual energy. Are they? Do they appear to look full human, or are they translucent, or are they?
1: Um, I when I see them in my mind's eye and um, they they look, they're human okay. they're human, um, sometimes people might see, um, <clears throat> we have clients who, who are dealing with what they call shadow figures or shadows dashing past them, so they see a blackness um, I've had shadow people in my home but and then I see people in my mind's eye who are very, very distinct, and I can tell the time period that they're from. But um, when I am on an investigation, I i don't think I've seen, I'm trying to think, there's been so many. It's like they avoid me when I'm on the investigation, because usually I'm there to convince them that what has happened to them, to pass the message, and to help them move to a place where a higher power can deal with them in a more positive Mm. way. Um, What I do prior to investigation, I'm able to read pictures. So when the clients, um, when I do client intakes, um, I ask for pictures of the outside of the home and any places inside of the home where they feel there's activity taking place. And then I read the pictures and I do something which I call now meditative prayer. Um, We're a faith-based group that doesn't mean we're Bible thumpers. It's that because I am a you know a strong Christian, right. I ask for God to help me receive information He He feels necessary for me to get to help people. You know, it's not for me to gain a buck or notoriety because that's all ego based. Um, and so that's when I get a tremendous amount of information about the individuals and these individuals who are haunting the homes will usually come forward and. They'll tell the tale. They'll they'll show me either through symbols and pictures what's been going on, or all of a sudden I'm on a lead on the internet as especially with historical investigations, which now we're on our second historical investigation where it ties to something that happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago. We've wow. got one yeah, we've got one on the twenty fifth that we're dealing with a woman who was alive. So, and trying to understand what are you doing? Why are you in this home and now we're putting all the pieces together. But when I do, when I go into this meditative, you know, prayer situations, they will they will give me information, mm-hmm. you know. So um and it sounds oddball, but it's been working for years, so I'm just going with it.
0: No, yeah. Uh it's like I said, it's fascinating. We have no I, our knowledge in this field is so limited. So we're learning off of you right
2: now, <laughs> but <laughs>
1: I Evan, not, not all psychic mediums work this way. Some of them will go raw right into um, a location. Hey, and if that works, that's fine. But our, it depends on the goal of the team. Many teams go to investigate and validate what's going on. And if they have the medium, the medium will back up. You know, I, I'm sensing whatever here our goal with our team is to not only validate and gather, you know, the scientific evidence, if you will, but to help that entity move on because our clients are usually unglued when they contact us. They are frightened. Some of them don't stay in their homes until somebody can come out and help them. Um, the family we're helping on the 25th is at that spot. They've, they've had enough. They have had enough. The, the, the husband has been scratched. Um, this thing is constantly watching the wife and um, is in the children's room. And um, I don't think it means any harm. Well, it doesn't like the husband, but it, it's completely wanting to take over the house. Um, wow! I mean, keep the children and the wife. The husband can go someplace else. Right. But you, you can't live with something like that. Um, <clears> that the, they've got three small children and. It, she can't stand living in her own home and it's a be- it's a 6000 square foot home it's a beautiful home it's near the water um no one wants to live like that no, so no it's
0: horrible
1: yeah so our goal is to help and move so we don't i don't go cold into a an investigation now if something does pop up to give us validation um, between my other teammate and I when her cuz she's sensitive um then that's fine and that will help us um you know, we have different types of equipment that sometimes things will pop up that we, you know, that will help us along. So it's, it's multifaceted.
2: Is your team involved in like exorcisms or just cleaning out? Absolutely not. Absolutely
1: not. We do not leave that perfectly clear. I am not an ordained priest. Um, if I feel that it is demonic activity, um, there's different levels of demonic activity. If I feel that it is a full possession, I have people to contact, but I will absolutely not go near that in any way, shape, or form.
0: Really? Um, Oh,
1: hell no, (laughs) hell no. Um, Not because, you know, I'm so terrified. It's because, you know, I'm I'm Catholic and, um, you know, I've, I've been taking a lot of classes and I'm not Qualified, I am not, if you want to call it, allowed by the Catholic Church to do such a thing. And I could cause more harm than good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you have um, demonic oppression and you have infestation that you could take a strong swing at through the rites of deliverance. But as far as an exorcism, absolutely no way. And people who think they're going to take on a demon during a, a, a possession is... Sadly, sadly mistaken that they think they're going to do that and not be a ordained Catholic priest.
0: The minister that we had on three weeks ago, he has performed a few, and he said it's it's absolutely terrifying. And you know, you just validated that. But he also said, and I don't know if you absolutely. agree with this or not, but uh, Blaine,
2: Blaine well you cut out for a second.
0: Oh, sorry. The minister that we had on, uh, he said that he's performed a few exorcisms. But then he Is also, he a
1: Catholic priest?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, I believe so.
1: Okay, okay.
0: He believes that, and he's kind of a hes a, I think he's a self-taught demonologist. He's been studying it for over 20 or 30 years. He says that all ghosts are demons. He doesn't believe that if you die, you remain on Earth. He thinks that all the ghost instances are actually demons. Would you? Uh,
1: no, I, I understand what he's talking about. But I would respectfully disagree.
0: Okay. you think um, it's possible to stay here after we die?
1: Um, I don't think it's a matter of being s- s- staying here, mm-hmm. like, you know, how I stay in my home. Right. Um, I have had contact with relatives <clears throat> who have passed, and it's been pleasant experiences. My faith in God is so strong that I know that I can discern between something demonic and something that is a relative. Um, my sister-in-law is a sensitive and my nephew's a medium and her father is, is in their house frequently and it's a very pleasant, very peaceful, very calming and, and quite beautiful experience when he comes in. Um, but I have read accounts where there are there are clergy who feel that all ghosts are demons. And I, it's been my personal experience. I don't want to speak on behalf of every single person. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, Cause that's bold. Um, but it's been my experience that that is not the case. That is not the case. Um, you know, I, I'd love to talk to them about that, but it's not been my experience. It's not been the experience of anyone that I know who's a psychic medium and, or a strong sensitive that that is the case. Right. It was just interesting. Yeah, I've had a um, my grandfather, one of my grandfathers. I'd have to say, you know, people loosely throw around the word demon, and they don't take responsibility for the weight of that word. Um, I do believe my grandfather was a was a very evil entity. Um, he wasn't a nice man alive. I didn't really know him that well, so why he came to my home, and it could be the, the broken relationship with my father, blah, 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 family drama. But he brought in um, dirt in my bed. Uh, it sounded like a large rat running across the, the ceiling of my bedroom.
0: Whoa. Knock,
1: knocking on the left and right sides. I put up with this for about three weeks. Oh, my gosh. The rotting flesh smell in my master bedroom and the master bath was horrendous. Oh, that's what
0: the priest said. He said that's a sign yeah. of demonic oh, yeah. activity.
1: It was horrendous. It was horrendous. And I had to bring, um, I had a, another team before the one I'm on now come out. And we had to get them out. And, um, you know, I, I blessed the home. I cleansed the home. I did the... Uh, the prayer of Saint Benedict. I did the rites of deliverance and got him out of here. But I'm telling you what, that was a nasty mofo right there.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, that my my so husband funny. could hear the thing running in the ceiling, and he's you know he's a re- he's a retired marine, and he said the the pattern in which this thing was running. You, mean you have Joyce's in your in your um, attic. And right. then you have insulation, but this was running as if there was nothing up there but just sheetrock and oh a my flat gosh. surface. Jeez. There was no hesitation. So if you're thinking about a rat running, they're gonna run flat. They have to jump over a joist, run flat, right. jump over that's if there's no insulation. Now my husband went up there with, with traps and the peanuts and the whole thing. He looked for, you know, droppings, he looked for nesting material, he looked for a hole in the soffits. Absolutely nothing, you know, because a rodent could destroy your wiring and, and make, it's just disgusting. Nothing up there, absolutely Sheesh. nothing. And um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what, that was, um, that was terrifying. I mean, I was so terrified at night, I would not use the master bathroom. I'd close the door and use the guest bath. So I had to walk down the hall and I left the bathroom one night um, And I stood on the, you know, just right outside the bathroom and felt, could hear teeth clomp down right next to my ear. And I'm like, that's it. And uh, I had a REM pod. I set up a REM pod right at this landing. And one night, my husband's jolting me awake. He's like, that damn thing is going ape crap in the hallway. And he's like, He's like, look at what it's doing. I mean, if you're familiar with the REM pod, it picks up the elect a break in electromagnetic yeah. field. Blah blah blah. All the lights are going off. It's as if somebody has grabbed it with both hands. Oh, and oh my it's god! It off for a good two minutes. Um, and he says, "Are you going to get up and turn it off?" I'm like, "I'm not going near it." It's no
0: way. It. <laughs> So, so could yeah. could you sense it or is it all just physical like noises and you could just obviously see the rem pod going off but in your brain eye could you see this thing No, in your I house? could you not. Could... Now
1: I could see a shadow um like at the back door but then I forget the name of it. they call it paradelia or something like that where your eye kind of it's like when you see a dragon in the clouds that type of thing um hmm. but it was more now he would scream in my ear and and wake me up
2: Oh in the middle. Gosh. of
1: the, Oh yeah. And I had a medium. She says, um, you know, I told her something's going on in the house and she's going on and she's like, are you getting sand? Are you finding sand in your bed? And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I'm at the beach, maybe you're going to have sand in the bed, but I, I'm no, I'm not anywhere near the beach. And, um, She was able, she gave me validation of my grandfather because before she went, she wouldn't go in the house at first and she said, she stood up and she said, who is Christopher? And I said, well, that's my father's middle name. She says, who's the large, excuse excuse me, balding man with, with big hands, he's a tall guy. She says about six, three, six, four. I said, that's my grandfather. And she says, he's in the house and he's standing spread eagle at the front door and doesn't want us in.
0: What?
2: Wow. Oh
1: yeah. And she said, Who is this guy? I said, My grandfather. She says, What did you do to him? I said I was I was five when he died. I didn't do anything to him.
0: Oh my god.
1: Um, and then he started when I started talking about him to her, I started gagging and becoming hoarse. She says, He wants you to stop speaking about him. And oh. I mean, it sounds like something from some goofy, badly done movie, but it, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm, I swear on my grandson. It, well, it happens. You can't
0: make that and, up.
1: Um, pretty- yeah. yeah. I mean, well, if I was making it up, I would, you know, I'd be talking to somebody on cable, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it happens, you know, but that, you know, if, if you want to call that a demon, if you want to throw that word around, then I would label that situation demonic um when my other um, my uncle comes in my irish grandfather who i adore who i never met has been in here frequently um it's the most loving warm genuine feeling um when they come in and they're not here all the time it's not like they're knocking plates on the floor and you know um stuff like that it's just little little blips of messages and and um I had a terrible argument with my brother on the phone, and I got off the phone. Oh, I was so upset; I was in tears. And I, um, the dog—I have a, one of my dogs. He's, He's—he's a Belgian Malinois. He'll alert when somebody comes in, and he does this manic pacing around the entire main floor of the house. It is insane, and i have i videotaped it because I didn't think anybody believes me. And um, so Callen starts doing this thing and I turned on my ovulus X, which will come up with words when oh, okay. something comes in. Whether you buy into that, I don't know. But the only word that came in was David. And David is the name of my brother.
0: Oh wow. oh,
1: wow. So to me, it was validation that my grandfather came through and he's like, you know, hey, you just got into it with your brother. and But it was more of the, calm down going to be okay type it was that's very
0: incredible that's like oh yeah messaging it's, from the other side almost yeah it's it's um
1: yeah it's amazing and um all the stories i could tell of things i get through meditation um it's and other sensitives when i used to have a meetup would come in and they're like we're in the basement and they're like who is the man who's standing by the dresser and i said well what does he look like and I had a picture of my grandfather and all his brothers. And I said, "Point to him in the picture." They don't know him from Adam, right. and they they picked him out. Oh and they said he's standing by the dresser. I said, "Well, he's really shy, <laughs> and he's interested in what we're talking. He's not going to come in here because he's just a reserved person." So he's just Gee,
0: that's incredible.
1: Yeah, but it's you know it's it's all on how you look at things. Um, if you're terrified of everything that go bump that goes bump in the night, you need to educate yourself. Um, right. My faith in God is just so strong that I I know I'm going to be able to tell the difference. And that's how I help people through our investigations is the power of prayer and, and, you know, bringing light and raising the vibration in your home and maybe doing some little lifestyle changes. And, um, it's just a, it's just an unusual way to live life, but that's what I do. That's very
0: interesting. And it's, it gives you you a very unique perspective on life. I it,
1: it most definitely. It's it's been life changing. It's been life changing. Um, you know, especially in you know, it, it, you don't have to go too far to realize that the world seems to be going to hell in a handbasket. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I I don't listen to radio. Um, I try to stay off social media, but it's hard because you know our team. You know, we we tried. That's how we connect oh, right. with people to find us. So it's hard to miss out on what's going on. But you know, it can drag you down, and it can lower your vibration, mm-hmm. and let you know move you far away from your your higher power. So you have to be cognizant to stay positive, and to and to you know pray for people who seem to be not doing what's best for themselves or other people. So
0: right, do you? So this might be a little bit off track, but if someone comes in for a reading, Mm -hmm. how how do you get started to kind of read them almost? Is it palms? Is it
1: No, 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 no. It's um what they do is, you know, obviously schedule the um the meeting. I ask for a quick like right then and there picture of themselves. Okay. Because um usually they'll they'll make an appointment a week out two weeks out and each morning or every other morning I will ask for um, guidance through meditative prayer and I'll get information and sometimes depending on the client I'll get pages and pages of information sometimes a couple of pages Um, it just depends on on what they're asking about um, and the person and that has been unbelievably successful unbelievable and you know i've got reviews on on facebook that i've been able to help people i don't give you lottery numbers i don't tell you when you're gonna die
2: um
1: i'm not gonna tell you if you have cancer that's not what i do um i don't do tarot cards i don't do a i own a crystal ball but i do not use it it just looks cool um Um, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. So when they come in and and I'm very straightforward, I'm faith-based, I'm not going to say spirit. I'm going to say God. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to say the G O D word. Um, so yeah, I work from the photographs and some of them are like, you do what? And I said, Hey, what can I say? It's a gift. Um, (laughs) you know, and I've been able to, you know, read people without the photograph. It's not like it's, you don't have a photograph it's you're getting more bang for your buck if you will if Mm -hmm. you if you can do this ahead of time right so yeah in fact that's how i met the guy who founded this team is um before i joined his team i was helping him with his investigations and he'd say i've got these pictures can you help me are you getting anything and i would help him you know at least steer him in the right direction of, of what i was getting and then lo and behold my team dissolved and then he asked me to join his and We've been going strong ever since. So.
0: And as I saw you, all of your investigations are you doing for free, as far as the paranormal side. So.
1: Most definitely, most definitely. That's... I have a big problem with the team, and, and most good, reputable teams also have problems with anyone who would charge money. Really. Anybody. I mean, oh hell yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, if you want to help with gas, if you have a long trip, hey, that's one thing. We don't even accept gas money. Um wow. A cup of coffee would be nice, especially if you've got a three and a half hour drive <laughs> there and back. Um, but no, I think you know when you're you're asking for money, you're tainting the investigation. I mean, if I've just paid you a hundred dollars, of course you're going to come up with something. I mean, oh, that's
0: true. Yeah, yeah I didn't even think about I that. I mean, it's
1: a, it's a tremendous incentive to to give the client you know, a little excitement. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, got a big problem with that. I, I, some clients are shocked. We don't accept money and I'm like, good Lord. Um,
2: <laughs> so is it like no a, way. is it like a philanthropic kind of thing then. Cause like, I mean, you have to pay for all of your equipment and stuff too. Yep. Like how do you fund all that?
1: Uh, it's called your American express cards getting thin. <laughs> 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 um, all the equipment all of the everybody on the team has it's out of their own pocket um i've got some nice stuff only because i think it's really
2: cool i'm like
1: a <laughs> candy store i just bought the paranormal puck um i have an sls camera which was a a hefty amount of money um you know we have all the bells and whistles and um But some clients like to have that validation because a lot of them are super skeptical. I mean, either the the husband doesn't believe and the wife does, or vice versa. So if you have something tangible to show them and go, hey, you know, not only did the psychic medium get this information, we also got these EVPs, we got, you know, these pictures, we picked up this on the SLS, and, you know, it all comes together in the package. Now, whether they want to believe, any or all of it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, we put all the evidence together and a narrative in a presentation at the at the close of the um, investigation, and we present it to the client. So it's something they can hold on to and reflect on. So um,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, so, it's a lot
1: of work, but it's it's <laughs> it's fun. It's a labor of love.
0: That sounds really fun.
2: So is, is most of the equipment uh, for the client's sake then? Because I mean, you can see and feel everything does yeah true. i
1: mean i just I, you know anybody can you know psychics are a dime a dozen and you know sometimes i read about them online and, and it's the eye roll it's like oh god <laughs> you got really or people who constantly see faces and orbs and i'm like please god it's tough <laughs> um, so it's it's hard to convey to someone well i feel blah 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 i mean feeling isn't tangible, you know. Um, yeah. There's a certain particular team on television, and a lot of it lately has been, I feel this. I'm like, well, none of us at, in in their living rooms can see what you <laughs> feel, buddy. So, um, uh, yeah. So, no, I mean, I find it fascinating. I always thought, thought the paranormal was fascinating when you have a gizmo that, you know, something is registering with it, um, and you do have people who are like, Okay, did you check that, that was the your um modem and wi fi was shut off? Is your H V D shut off? Right. Is there a piece of electrical equipment could be causing so you it really causes you to really think in all aspects, in the paranormal, in the psychic field, and the whole thing. So what you're coming up with is valid. Um, you know, you can have a psychic medium say that you know you've got green martians on the roof and your cat can walk on his hind legs um that's what i'm seeing but you have to in this day and age you got to back it up with something you really do so um sometimes there's people my brother for the longest time was my biggest skeptic he's like oh please please yeah right um and then I brought my SLS camera to his house and um, I said, your father-in-law is here. And he's like, yeah, uh-huh. And I said, David, he's he's playing pool. What? And he comes over to look at the camera. He's like, are you, pardon my friend, shitting me right <laughs> now? So um, I said, there he is, because it's <clears> something <throat> that his father-in-law and he did all the time together. Um, you know, sit in a man cave, play pool, drink beer, and talk for hours.
0: So, do you think that was so, residual?
1: No, what? that's not residual at all. I know that that's that's clear. Wow. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's unreal. It's unreal to live like this. But the, the girl on our team, ever since she was a little girl, was able to see um, people who've passed on. And, and she was basically raised in that realm because at a young age, she had to understand what was going on because her mother sees them. Um, she sees them everywhere they go. So, um, wow. Wow. and she and she just rolls right along. This isn't anything, I mean, this is not what she does for a living. Um, she's an archivist and a historian um, for the Casey Center in Virginia Beach. So, um, you know, she is just something that she lives with and lo and behold, she's on our team and she's been a valuable resource for us. So her and I will walk the property outside and inside when we go to investigation to get the lay of the land, if you will. And then we just gel because it's like we're, we get on the same channel and she knows what I'm picking up and then we go back and forth. So it's like, you know, the bird sisters We're just
0: (laughs) in tune with each other. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: Do you think that this, ability do you think it's a religious like gift or do you think that you might have been born with maybe like i don't know evolution or maybe like you know <laughs> you have a, a sixth sense that maybe other humans it's, might not have um,
1: from what i understand and what i've been told it's hereditary my oh. daughter is sensitive um my nephew is sensitive i'm pretty sure my mother is but it's something that at during her generation you certainly didn't do Um, and because my, my mother was raised in extremely strict Catholic family, um, you certainly did not, good Lord, no, you didn't talk about that. (laughs) Um, you know, and I, I just read a, a, a blog entry about the Scotch Irish, that second sight was something indicative, you know, to the culture, but then you, you have second sight in all cultures, but this particular article was about the Scotch Irish. And my Irish heritage resonates with me very, very strongly. Um, so, I I think now it's a religious thing, and I think you know you call about you talk about calling, you know, when right. somebody like the priesthood, it's a calling or or whatever. I I do believe there are individuals, for whatever reason, um, have this as something that you're going to be very good at and did swimmer beyond you know it's just you know maybe swimming was his calling because what i understand he had such a terrible time growing up i think it was add or adhd and swimming almost it basically saved him um from you know a life of being bullied and tormented in school being such a problem but yeah you know, that's just one example of thousands but um i do believe it's a calling because it just is so natural and it, i can't i just can't describe right. the feeling yeah. when I, I... I'm, I'm working in this realm and my life you know I, I grew up in a very extremely dysfunctional household and once i got a full grasp on this <clears throat> You know, understanding my faith and understanding my connection to my higher power, this part of my life has just catapulted. So I'm on the I'm on the right track. And <laughs> some people I've got friends who won't talk to me because I do what I do. Oh my God! Because gosh. it's e- Well, because it, they feel it's evil, and the Bible says you shouldn't. But oh, right. you know, I sat with two priests and had a very long conversation ab- about my ability and. Their questioning was intent. What was my intent with the ability? What was I planning to do with it? Was I looking for fame and fortune? Um, was I looking for exploiting situations to, for the betterment of my name and, um, you know, name and lights and the whole thing? And I'm like, absolutely not. There are people who need my services, Um you know, who need closure and need, you know, healing is such a woo-woo word anymore, but they Mm -hmm. need that validation to try to move from either guilt, move from sorrow, move from sadness and depression. And um, if my little words of wisdom from the great beyond help them and, you know, I have the power of prayer, then so be it. That's what I'll do. But um, no, no desire to become famous. (laughs) I don't spend money on advertising. I don't, you know, I don't, go to seminar after seminar, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't do that. And if people do that, Hey, that's your bag, whatever. (laughs) I'm not going to discount anybody for what they're doing with their gift. It's just not my, my calling. Could be somebody else's, but not mine.
0: It's good. It's good. I was just curious because you said that, you know, people's mothers have it and they're born with it. So it's almost like there's a genetic factor to it or hereditary. Well, it could, you know,
1: it, it would be great to figure out, I don't know how you would even yeah, test it. I don't know that. how you would prove um, it, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, when my people on both sides came to this country, they didn't talk about the old, the the, the you know, the land they left. They just right. didn't talk about it. Um, you l- left it there because now you were going to become American and you wanted to do everything American. They still were very strong in their faith, but... Um, talking about the old ways or superstitions and and things like that was not something that you discussed. Um, Nobody wrote this stuff down. Um, But I know my grandmother, uh, my mother's mother, they were walking down the street and I think they were looking for things for my mother's wedding and my grandmother heard an ambulance um, flying down on another road and she said, that's your father.
0: Whoa. He's dead. What? And my
1: mother was like, What are you talking about? And lo and behold, my grandfather suffered a massive heart attack and uh, went through a window of a butcher shop.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And so that was the only indication that I ever had that my grandmother might have had an ability because to know that somebody's passed like that um, is absolutely amazing. surreal. um,
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah my grandma she lived till 101 so
0: she full life yeah yeah
1: yeah so um you have to wonder so you know i don't know i don't know
0: <clears throat> one thing that uh i also wanted to ask about and we I think we mentioned this to the priest as well is the idea of people summoning uh entities especially like uh, ouija boards i don't know how you feel about those i know a lot of people I play around people... with those
1: I think you got rocks for brains if you do that.
0: <laughs> so you do. Um, you believe that that can summon entities?
1: I think you use any device, it really, for some reason. The Ouija board, and I think and it could be. And you know, boy, you know, somebody could ar- argue with me. I think the Ouija board has less control okay. than, let's say, a, um, a spirit box or a, um, you know, some other device that a lot of paranormal people use. honestly believe that when you start asking for things and you don't have the first clue how to do it, how to protect before you do it and how to close things up and after you do it you are ask you are literally asking for a world of hurt you oh, really geez. are i i see people buying them and they're like oh we're gonna have a ouija board party and i'm like hey you're probably better off trying meth for the first time than (laughs) dabbling in a ouija board and and some people will argue with me that's like oh it's just it's just a board you know and a little piece of wood okay
0: yeah no my my mom when she was growing up in high school she said that they busted one out during a party and she left the house because she didn't want to get involved (laughs) with it
1: i i I mean god bless her good (laughs) for her having common sense but you know when i was um and your mom and i are probably close to the same age um we had it you know in a p.e class when we it was raining and we would have to do board games and i didn't want anything to do with it i'm like no we're good i'll play you know uh, yahtzee over here um (laughs)
2: Wait, what's the no, I think,
1: you know, there's a lot of um, newbie medium, psychic mediums who they're just like, okay, I'm open. Whoever wants to talk to me, come on in. Jeez. And I'm like, are you crazy? You are crazy. <laughs> so I go through this whole ritual when I start my work, you know, I want to be very, very particular about who comes in, why they're coming in and who's going to usher them in. Um, because, we've had a lot of cases where somebody and usually a child has abilities and they don't know it and so I take the role of how to appropriately introduce them if they're going to do this how to do it correctly Um, because you become I always you know set up the story of you become like a lighthouse and every ship in the night is going to see you once you become open and it could be a pirate ship or it could be you know a group of fishermen (laughs) right and everything in between. So you have got to be super, super careful about what you're asking for. That's
0: a good analogy. I never thought about it like the lighthouse.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, I mean, that's the easiest for somebody to understand, especially when you're talking to um, preteens, a lot of preteens, because puberty usually um, starts a lot of stuff if somebody has abilities. But, um, yeah, I just – you know, it's it's like – it's like somebody who doesn't, is, grew up on a farm and then they're going to drive to South Central LA, you know, and and walk around with their windows down and doors unlocked and think everything's gonna be, it's the same thing, they, they aren't prepared. You have to be prepared. Right. So uh, yeah, same thing, same thing. Ouija boards, no thank you. Somebody else, you wanna play with a Ouija board, go to it. Don't go near my home or anybody I love with it, so.
2: I, I was going to ask, uh, sorry, to go back to the school, or did someone break oh, it? Oh, yeah!
1: I mean, this was, here we go, this was like 1973, okay? <laughs> this, <laughs> you know, to, back then, first of all, you didn't have the internet, um, and you didn't have the information available to us now, and it was right up there, I mean, with, um, oh, God. You know, all the other board games, the Monopoly and everything that was that was popular and I, I vividly wow. remember seeing it and some kids pulled it down and you know, they didn't know what they're doing. You know, somebody shoving the little doohickey. And um <laughs> I I've just I thank God somebody in the realm of I don't know what steered me away from it. But yeah, I mean I don't think I don't think they do it now, plus school now is so regimented that even recess is structured so board games is not <laughs> something that a teacher is going to whip out because you have to have a lesson plan for your recess now in yeah, the right. school division so um, I, I doubt board games would even come into play anymore <laughs> I'm sure at slumber parties they do it, but, you know. Oh, yeah, but it you up.
0: can still buy it at Target. It's always on the shelf. Oh, yeah, they've go. got
1: them at Walmart. they got yeah. them, They got them everywhere. I mean, hey, if somebody's going to make a buck off of something, they're going to make a buck off of something. <laughs> you know, God bless the USA. We've got to make some money.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's, that's fascinating because we've always been curious about it. We've just never done it because we're always scared and we don't want to buy it. But
1: Well, I, I, w- I wouldn't advise it. Somebody else would be would say no big deal, but I wouldn't advise
0: it. Of course. Yeah. No, it's, it's a whole can of worms. Yeah. Oh, it is. I mean, it's just
1: like when you do the, um, the spirit box sessions and you're, you're asking a bunch of questions, you don't know who you're talking to.
0: You 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 don't know. Have you ever dealt with like an attachment? Has something ever followed you home?
1: Um, I had a young boy from a cemetery where my German side of my family was buried he followed me from Pennsylvania back to Virginia. Oh
0: my God! And
1: um, he wasn't very menacing. I think he was just a little lost, and and I, I I set him straight, but 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 very respectfully. Right. Um. And I'm trying to think. I had a, a soldier once trying to get in the car with me from a battlefield. Oh my God! Um, and so we just wow. stopped, and I said, you, you know, just like if some other, you know, some nut got into your car. <laughs> You'd um, he say, "Hey, you know, no, you can't. This is not, you know, this is this is your place. And you know, maybe another day I'll move you on, but you can't get in the car with me." And my poor husband. I mean, he just rolls with it. At first, he thought <laughs> I was losing, I was losing my mind. He really thought that you know I was having some sort of you know aneurysm or something. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, imagine it from his perspective. He might as well oh, have a God. blindfold on. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> You can't see what you see.
1: Yeah. She's so, crazy. but he, he's a believer now. Cause he's, he's just experienced way too much with me to say, you know, this is a hardcore Marine. I mean, he's long, you know, it's black and white there, you know, you got to have to have your evidence. Right. And now he's like, holy crap, here we go. Um, wow. so, but he's very supportive now. I mean, he doesn't see anything or feel anything. He's got good intuition because he's a, he's a good police officer. And good police officers have excellent intuition, but he doesn't see, he doesn't <laughs> see dead folks. So uh, <laughs> it's
0: That's all good. incredible. Um, but yeah,
1: I did have a couple of, of, and it was my own fault because I should have said before I got in the car, absolutely no one gets in the car with me and this is your place and this okay. is your,
2: right. and I
1: didn't, you forget sometimes. So mm-hmm. it's all good.
2: Uh, when you're, like, alone and not on camera or using recording devices, can you, do you communicate with them with, like, your voice or can you use, like, your feelings and thoughts when you talking to I them? I will do a
1: little bit of both. It depends on what's going on. Um, before I start this, the um, series of prayer work, I will talk to the person as if they are standing right there because... For us, it's the utmost respect. These were living folks at one time. These folks have died. They deserve the dignity and grace Mm -hmm. um, that they are due. And I will tell them first that they are dead. And some may not know. Um, If there's a story with them, um, I will review that I know the story and that how very sorry I am about their story. And I will tell them we had a case where um, the former homeowner um, she did pass, she didn't pass in the house, but what our theory is, is she miscarried in the home by being shoved down a flight of basement stairs. Oh God. And um, the event uh, was shown quite vividly to me and to the other girl on the team. Um, and uh, it was picking up the, the figures were picking up on the SLS, and she wanted us desperately to go to the bathroom where this happened in the basement. And um, I could smell bleach where she cleaned up um, a tremendous amount of blood. And, but she, and I'm going to try not to get emotional because it was absolutely horrendous. Jeez. She wrapped um, the child um, in cloth, in sort of like a shoebox type thing, and buried the child on the property. And um, I had seen where she wanted me to go to the back of the property. Now, it's five acres, so there's a lot of property to go to. But um, Jessica, who's the the, the other sensitive, I said, Jessica, she wants us over here. She wants us right. And I said, you know, I'm trying to use, you know, science. I'm like, okay, the time period, it's going to be a large tree right now. It's Mm -hmm. going to be a hard one. And we found the tree, and lo and behold, a cluster of English ivy was growing at the base of the tree. Now, English ivy is not native to Virginia. And it was oh. one cluster, and it was growing up one side of the tree. Oh, God. And Jessica took her index fingers and she pointed down. And she said, She's standing next to me, she's pointing down. And I bet if you took. Um, ground penetrating radar, you would have, we would have found a little disturbance in the earth. I, I would, I would put money on it that that's where that child laid. So right before I did my prayer work, I talked to this woman. I said, we have found the grave of your child. Your child, you know, has gone to heaven. Your child is waiting for you along with your husband, your parents. Your sisters, your brothers—you know, you go through the whole litany that it's okay. Um, you can go. You don't. You don't longer. You know. You don't have to be here. She didn't want to leave because she felt like she was leaving the child by itself, and it was Jeez. the saddest thing in the world. The saddest thing in the world, and she was, she was in the the living children's bedroom. And she would hum a lullaby to them because when I hummed the lullaby to the homeowners, they freaked out, and they said, "We hear that all the time." Wow. Um, and I and she was drawn to the children. I mean, she missed this child that that um, she had living children, but she was drawn to this this child that she had lost so tragically. And she was drawn to the children and, and um, you know, she was trying to protect them, but it's unnerving for a child who's four years old to see this shadow in his bedroom and screaming his brains out and- it um,
0: be terrifying.
1: Oh, yeah. And then this, they would hear screaming from the basement and that was this woman reliving that that day Um, and desperately wanting help and not knowing how to do it. The dead can't write you a letter and go, dear current homeowner, I'm I'm having some issues. And if you could just talk to me for a minute. Um, so, and the, the, we frequently hear from the homeowners clients and are so thrilled because they have their house back and it's lighter and they feel good and, um, all is well this this woman now is settled and, and wherever she went,
0: yeah exactly exactly so um
1: yeah it's good stuff it's one of those feel-good hallmark moments when <laughs> yeah. that all, when that all comes together
0: <clears throat> wow yeah and like i said i mean it's like hollywood sometimes frames these hauntings to be a little bit more darker. oh they make
1: it sound <laughs> like it you know, and I'm not discounting bad crap happening right. to people. Um, but, you know, the, I mean, who do you, I mean, you know, who do you call Ghostbusters? Um, <laughs> you, I mean, wh- what do you do? Yeah. Not all, not all churches come out and do their thing, you know, because then they don't want a reputation that they're going out to haunted homes and then it becomes, it becomes a joke and it becomes artificial and then, you lose in the respect of your congregation. So it's a very gray area. Um, but then you have a lot of people who, you know, I see a lot of birds in my front yard. Is something going on? Yeah, they're migrating. That's what they do. They uh, <laughs> you know, they are gonna be in your yard. So you, you know, now everything, so you, you try to find that balance between true paranormal activity and people being freaked out over everything. You know, there was a, there was a shadow Okay, it could be, you might have mice. I mean, you know, and it's hard. And then we've we've dealt with um, mental illness. Uh, client calling, uh, wanting an investigation, and I do the intake, and that's why I do um, video intakes because I'm able to pick up the person I'm speaking to and whether you know, and you have to ask some hard questions about um, therapy prescription medicine, stuff like that, because, you know, you can get in a lawsuit who's somebody who's not, you know, their oars aren't turning in the right direction right. for reason. And you don't want to mistake, you know, any level of mental illness with paranormal activity. And you don't want to be dismissive either. And we certainly do this with the utmost respect, but I'm not going into a client's home who has significant... Issues and uh, and or are on significant antipsychotics, deal with it and then try to ascertain whether it's paranormal activity or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a case and she gave me the pictures of the inside of the home. And I'm like, I'm not getting a thing. I showed them to Jessica, she's not getting anything. And I, I had to respectfully decline and the client went berserk. She was furious with me. And I'm like, I, you know, I have the right to say no, right? Um,
0: of course.
1: You know, so you have to, you have to deal with that as well. So um, it's a lot. Lately, a couple of them have been like, "Yowza," um, <laughs> so you know. And then um, uh, you know, it just it runs the gamut. So you have to have good interview questions and somebody who's really tuned in to noticing mannerisms, asking questions. Same question, but different ways. It's like a police detective, I swear. Right. Um, to try to figure out the deal. Well,
0: yeah, so. it's like a fake police report. It's the same thing, so.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly,
0: so. Uh, Jacob, did you have any last question?
2: Uh, actually, yeah. Um, so, recently, I have, I've had an obsession with uh, Egypt, and was wondering if, like, If it's common for psychics to go to ancient historical sites like be it egypt or greece or something and possibly communicate with thousands of year old bc you mean
1: literally or in meditation
2: uh literally like if they're ancient ghosts and things like that
1: um i i had a friend um a, a very young acquaintance who went to the pyramids of giza and was approached by what she felt was a um, uh, a high-ranking priestess. She never oh got a god. name, but the priestess was was none too happy that anybody was there.
2: Oh wow! Oh my um, god! Yeah, I mean, That's astounding. it was
1: freaked her out, and she tried to explain to this woman that she was going there with respect and admiration for you know for the land and the culture, but this, you know, I mean. These these pyramids and these tombs were never meant to be open. They were never meant for people to go traipsing through them. Um, but yet we did in the name of, you know, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, she had a run-in with a, a high-ranking priestess, and it didn't go well. And
2: so oh, my she... gosh. <laughs> that's, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't go Jacob. <laughs> that makes me want to go more, because... Uh... Yeah,
1: I mean it's just—it's just like the battlefields. It's just like with anything. It's intent. And if you've ever been to a museum or someplace and you have kids crawling on things and screaming and holl— you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, It it just makes you like disgusted. Um, Yeah. And I'm sure these, you know, if these entities or spirits or whatever you want to call it have had enough I mean just have had enough it would probably thrilled if they sealed them back up and nobody goes ever again so
2: in the you
1: know? I'm
2: sorry I'm going off on like a tangent but <laughs> in the <laughs> no, case a of the question
1: I mean it, um I read an article about it's gotten so bad at some of the concentration camps where people go to visit that they're taking selfies on the train oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's People who took the train to their deaths, to their long, gruesome deaths, and um, being ridiculous and acting like idiots it's taking tourist
0: attraction
2: yeah, yeah they,
1: that they're there, and that's obscene. It's obscene.
2: I've, I've seen pictures of um, people climbing on the Holocaust uh, yeah. memorial.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, that's that's great. That's, but that's a sad commentary of our society and how little we respect. So, so many things, so many things. So, uh, you know, then you have people say, well, they're dead. It doesn't matter. Oh God. Jeez. Great. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's nothing then we'll just, (laughs) just crap on everybody living and dead. What else is new? So,
0: (laughs) well, uh, The floor is yours for kind of the last part here. I have your website pulled up uh, on the screen. So if you want to tell anyone about your services, it's MariaFrancis.com. And the link's going to be below. But if you just had a last message for everyone.
1: Um, just respect. (laughs) I mean, respect for yourself, respect for your fellow man, and believing in the power. And faith in something greater than yourself that makes you a better person and your hopes to make other people better people and that's just the name of the game no matter what you're doing and where you're going
0: perfect that was probably the best send off on our show <laughs> wow yeah. inspiring whoa uh everyone make sure to check out our website and if you have a ghost in the house i mean the services are free <laughs> for the team so that's amazing yes wow. it's
1: um virginia's supernatural research society we um Go anywhere in Virginia.
0: All right. We can and link that too. some parts too. of
1: North Carolina.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Well, we cannot thank you enough. You've spent so much time with us and it was great. And we'd love to have you on in the future, especially if we can get that priest back on for a discussion. Oh, that be would fun. be
1: interesting. Yes. I think yes. that would be fun. Yes. Well, thank you. It was an honor being able to share my insights and opinions on things.
0: Yeah, we learned a lot. And thank you for sharing. And we wish you the best in the future investigations and readings. Okay, well,
1: thank you very much, and I wish you all the best.
0: Thank you. Thank you for watching, everyone. Bye-bye.